You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. We're back. We're live. We are here. back. We did it. We, we made sure it. did. Made it. Made it throughout the uh, the weeks. The weeks of of not making it. Um, so for everybody listening, I was let's just say for the sake of argument, let's just say I had COVID nineteen. <laughs> so I was down and out for a solid time frame, but um, <coughs> I have a slight allergy cough now. But I'm here and I'm back. And Mikey is a uh, a pinnacle of health, so he is uh, immune to any kind of virus, bacterial or viral uh, infections that can come his way. So he's he's pretty much invincible over there. Hey man, you know what? It, well, let's just put it this way: no one has a cough for four fucking weeks. <laughs> it's just a little. It's just for, a little for cough four weeks. Now. Yeah, it's just a little one now. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, just a little one. Just a little one. Just a little one. Um. So there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. So why don't you kick us off? Yes, you kick us off. Well, uh, before we talk about any of the agreed upon topics, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, You and I were just exchanging uh, Nintendo Switch friend code things, and I noticed your top game, or maybe your recently played game was ring fit um, yeah. i'm actually shocked you invested in it because i didn't even know you had a switch so <laughs> i was really shocked that you even decided to uh give this game a shot and i want to get your opinion so like for someone that does a lot of high intensity shit and just goes above and beyond like your even your breaking point like what what do you think of this game as far as like uh uh, a, a workout routine for yourself. I've been using it. So recovering from my illness. So I was out for a week straight of pretty much eating nothing and doing nothing. And then yeah. the second week I was still coughing too bad to do anything. So I was basically off of physical activity for two weeks in a row. But excuse me. On top of that, I also had a uh, calorie deficit. So I wasn't really eating as much because okay. I was sick. <coughs> So my overall calorie intake dropped. So I lost a lot of energy. Um, so I, so my girlfriend has a ring fit and I have a switch and I decided to use that as a way to break myself back into fitness, mainly because gotcha. the gyms are closed. Once I, because the gyms were closed the second week that I was sick. And once the gyms closed down, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do for fitness. I have a kettlebell. I have a 45 pound kettlebell. I have a 90 pound sandbag. You've worked out with both of these things. Um, I have a heavy bag in the garage. Like I have equipment to do stuff, but I didn't want to jump straight into the stuff that would involve that because that stuff is uh, heavier. So I was like, let's ah. see, let's see how I can handle it. So I started ring fit. I started ring fit. Um, I am pretty much, you know, doing it as hard as like at the highest level of difficulty. Um, I think it's, I, I I've been tracking it cause I have an Apple watch so I can track my fitness, my calories, my heart rate. Um, the heart rate, uh, sensor that you use with the switch controller is very accurate. It's pretty much Mm. only two beats off from what my watch is saying. So I know they're pretty accurate. Um, it's, it's pretty cardio intensive. So the one thing is that there's not a lot of, because you can't, it's resistance training, right? And I'm only on world three. I'm only level like 15. Um, like my character's only level like 14 or 15. I'm only on world three. 
So I don't have everything unlocked yet, especially with the workouts. Um, I think it's a fantastic iteration of fitness for the general public. Uh, For me, I think it's a great way for me to do what I wanted to do, which is I want to get back in the range of motion. I want mobility, range of motion, and heart rate testing. And this is doing that for me. Um, I'm not looking this really as a strength uh, builder. I'm looking at this as a maintainer um, of what I'm doing because I'm doing like 200 squats. Like, yeah bodyweight squats with like a third of them being like static holds so it's it's pretty strenuous um but the my favorite part about it is that it's it's progressive overload and the way they deliver it you don't realize it's it's progressive overload and i really like that also it's super specific for your form if you don't hold the form at the right angle you don't get a great for like damage impact you only get a good for damage impact so it keeps me honest, which I like. Um, it's definitely not easy. It's it's definitely harder than I thought it was going to be. It's like the uh, overhead overhead uh, pressings are really hard for me. Um, mm. The uh, the the what is it? The chair pose is fantastic. Like I like that too. They blend in yoga into it. Yes. Um, yeah. Long story short, I would give it like 9 out of 10. I think the design of the game is amazing. The choices of how they run the workouts are great. They do a stretch and a cool down routine. They give you like try to give you tips. Be like, hey, like eat a balanced meal. Like uh, have a balanced diet. Like nuts are a great source of things in a balanced diet. Um, You know, frozen veggies are good too. If you can't get fresh ones, it's fine. Um, It's a really cool. It's a really cool thing. Um, and I think it's perfect for what I'm using it for, <coughs> which is trying to get back, try to get my body back into the idea of uh, workload. Because even mm. when I'm using like the kettlebell and the sandbag, they're heavy, but that's not the same workload as Ring Fit. So I'm actually burning, I think, a little bit more calories doing Ring Fit than I am with my kettlebell workouts. Mm. Because right now, Ring Fit is so consistent with its sets and reps. That with my kettlebell, it's a strength workout. Or my sandbag is definitely a strength workout. So I did like what? Like I did like 50 Zercher, Zercher squats or basically like front squats with this with a 90-pound sandbag. It's heavy and it's a lot of work for me considering that I've been on the bench for like two and a half weeks. Um, yeah. Not maintaining my energy levels. So it beat the shit out of me. But I still burned, I think, like equal or more calories doing ring fit because of the progressive overload of body weight. The volume is insane. Yeah. The fact you have to jog all the time, you're pulling the ring to get rings, you got to press it to move around, you got to get in all these positions, you got to do multiple exercises. Um, I'm now at the color coordination stage where if I use a purple attack on a purple enemy, I do double damage or whatever. Like yep. so, yep. so it's um, it's great. I think it's great. I think it's uh, I really like doing it for what I'm using it for. I just don't have any disillusions about it. I'm not like, I'm going to get a six-pack from Ring Fit. Well, no, I'm not. Unless I have a really strict diet, that's not going to happen. I am, however, going to maintain, I think, a certain level of fitness with it, which is the goal. I don't have a crazy expectation. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be able to increase my max squat to an extra 20 pounds, so I'll be squatting 240 pounds. No, I don't have that. That's not an expectation I have for that. So I'm not thinking that's going to happen. Because I don't think that it will, 
Um, I think it's great. I think if you go into it with the wrong expectations, like, I'm going to get ripped doing this. It's like, no, I think you'll get in shape. I think if your diet's good and you do this, you will definitely lose a good amount of weight, like mm-hmm. a great amount of weight. Do I think that, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like We Fit when We Fit came out. Like, people treated it like, oh, this is not P90X. It's like, well, it's not trying to be a P90X. It's trying to get your ass off the couch to get in shape. It's not trying to, it's not coming out and saying, drop yourself to, t- this is going to get you to 10% body fat. That's not what it's saying. Yeah. It's like, it's saying, this is how you stay active and healthy. And with the proper diet, this can get you into, into really good shape. But is it going to, you know, is it going to add 30 pull-ups to your max pull-up reps? Probably not. But like, that's not the point of it. Why? Why? What? What do you? Uh, what did you think I was gonna say? Oh no, no, I, I'm. I kind of agree. Like, I, I mean, although for me, I I find it to be. <clears throat> um. Although I haven't played it in a while, when I was playing it, um, I thought it was a lot more enjoyable than doing something like, a P90X or even Rush Fit. Um, but again, I mean, you and I are complete opposites, though, so. Because I'm not as active, for me, it's it's fun, it's entertaining, but I'm still getting, like, a really awesome workout in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It gets your heart rate up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and, and I've said this before, I think, in the past, but it's just one of those things where, even as a gamer, I just... I, I'm more... Uh, I don't want to say focused, but I, I'm definitely more invested into this program, the fact that it does have this video game aspect to it, you know, because sometimes it's like, you don't even realize you're working out. It's like, Oh no, I got to beat this boss right now. I got to fight these enemies. They're destroying me, you know, and you're working out and having fun. So, um, yeah, I was kind of thinking like for you, um, it'd be more of like a, a warm up thing. Like, yeah, let me just get like a quick level in and then do my, I've been doing normal um, routine. I've been trying to use, I've been, when I do it, so I've been doing it two to three times a week. And when I do it, I try to go through three levels on a world or a boss. So mm. today I went through three stages, like three different levels in world three. And yeah. like the last time I played it, I beat like the dragon of in world two. So like the head boss of the final boss of world two, that was a whole workout day. Cause that took me okay. like, that took me like 25, 35 minutes. So yeah. But you also you also have to have a reset of expectations for how I'm performing now. Like, <clears throat> for example, I went from having like what two protein smoothies, lunch, uh, like two veggie sides, two veggie snacks, and like a massive dinner um, every day to now I eat three times a day and that's it. <laughs> like I'm working from home. So my schedule, I still eat within my 10 hour uh, time restricted eating window of 11 to nine, but you have to keep Mm -hmm. in mind that like I'm eating breakfast at 11, I'm eating lunch at like two o'clock, two 30 and I'm having dinner when I texted you like six 45, seven is when I had dinner and that's it. So I don't really, um, eat as much. So I'm not eating as much. I don't have as much fuel in the body. Um, and also like, I just haven't done uh, I haven't really. I'm slowly getting back into it. Just overall, I'm slowly getting back into it. So it's taking time. But I think Ring Fit's fantastic. I think it's. Uh, I think it's really good. It focuses on form. Um, 
it's great. It, it's all about it's all about how much you use it. Like if you use it for one level and you just log off, it's gonna <coughs> not be as helpful if you do it for you know like three levels or four levels. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or you do a whole fucking world and do like an hour and a half workout, like that beats the shit out of you. Like it's it's rough. I, I think it's also rough in the beginning because you only have so many workouts you can do. There's only like four mm-hmm. exercises or five exercises. I think if I had a wider range, it would be uh really good. But no, I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's um I think it should be like a staple. That's what I think. I think for like for somebody like you, it should be a fucking staple that you do like three times a week. Yeah. That's it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or something. Like just fucking three days a week is all you really need. And that and if you eat clean, I think you'll you you would be surprised at uh how well you feel and the results you get. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so uh now you know I am a ring fitter. So Awesome. Yeah, man. Um So, there's a lot that's happened in the past few weeks. Yes. Um Where Where do you want to start this one? Like there's so much I sent you a lot of things the past 3 weeks, like I've sent you so many things. Let's start You've first. Sent- Let, <laughs> I, I say we follow up from where we ended at the end of the last episode. Because I'm just so curious. I want to know your opinion on the devastating, like world-bending, terrifying techniques of Tai Chi from the man of Tai Chi. I want to know your opinions on this. So <laughs> please tell me your review, your movie review of the man of Tai Chi so we could talk about this. Okay, so here's my question. You you said Keanu Reeves directed this movie? This is his movie? And he acted in it, obviously, but yes. Uh, yes, yes. Uh-uh. Okay. So, I'm no actor. I'm no director. I have no... I'm nowhere near on the level of some any of these producers or anything. But I have some pointers. Um... Well, first Well, box. here's the thing. Initial well, Okay, okay. Well, let me preface by saying... Keanu Reeves is a great actor. He really is. He's he's done a lot of great movies. In fact, I can't think of any bad movies he's ever been in. But then I watched The Man of Tai Chi. And here's the thing. So the movie starts out with... Uh, you're, you're watching an underground just MMA fight, whatever. And... <laughs> one guy is getting ready to defeat the other guy and you hear kill him like do it <laughs> and it's keanu reeves and he's right. like having second thoughts like no like I, this is like no this isn't right and you see a masked dude come out break the guy's neck and then they go and assassinate or execute the guy that didn't finish the job and it's like okay what the hell's going on right then it cuts to this guy who looks very familiar, by the way, I, I want to say he played in the Matrix movies. The main character, of this guy, who's by the way goes by the name of Tiger Chen. Yeah, he is the man of Tai Chi. Yes, and he again, a lot of these characters don't have a backstory, at least not a very descriptive or detailed one. Yes, All you know about this wait, guy. Wait, Wait a minute. Sorry to interrupt. I know he is in the Matrix. He is one of the one of the henchmen. vampire guys, right? Not one of the vampires. He's he's from the Merovinci's gang, though. 
He's one of the yes. gang members. Yes. Yes. That he, I, okay. He wears I thought dark I had glasses. recognized him. He has the same yes. style haircut. Yeah, it's him. Yep. It's him. Yeah, the haircut that hasn't changed <clears throat> in like 15 years. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. Keep going. So all you know about this guy is he works for the Asian equivalent of, I guess, a UPS or FedEx or something. Yeah. Del- and, ground delivery uh, service. Yes. And occasionally, whenever he has the time, he goes and trains Tai Chi at some unknown location out in the middle of nowhere at a ruined temple. And by the way, an old man just happens to just be living here. Uh, It's never explained where this old man lives, if he lives at the temple, what he... It's you know, a school. It's con- a dojo. It's a school. Right, but it's just it, he's just there. There's no. It's like, what does he have for sustenance? Like, what does he do? Does he sleep there? I don't understand. And and here's my other point. So they're training, whatever. But another thing that Tiger Chen is into is, I guess, the local martial arts tournament, where he's the only student representing his school, and he's a very very good contender. I mean, he wins all the time. There, I'm pretty sure he's like undefeated. You're representing your school, and yet no one's interested in joining the school. So, let's cut back to Keanu Reeves. Okay. I'll get again. No really descriptive backstory. Nothing. Okay. After killing. His main fighter, he's like, we must find another, or whatever he says. Yeah. And he hears about Tiger Chen, and somehow he's getting surveillance footage. Oh, because this is all you know about Keanu Reeves. He owns a security company. That is it. Yes. That is it. And and on the side, he does these underground (coughs) MMA fights, which essentially lead to death. Yes. And so now he's on the hunt for a new fighter, discovers Tiger Chen, and he's like, what is this Tai Chi? Like, how do you... Do, you work security, man. Well, no, 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 no. He will, How do you... The way he says but it he, is... But he questions it as if, like, what is this Tai Chi? No, he knows like, it's unheard of. He knows Tai Chi. He does not. It, in this movie, no, in he this is unaware movie, of the art no, of no. Tai Chi. In this yes. movie, no. He says he says it like he knows it's Tai Chi, but he's like he's like he can't believe that it's Tai Chi. He goes, "What is this Tai Chi?" That's how he says it. That's how he says it. I don't know, man. That's not what I got. It was almost like he was watching, I don't know, life being born or something. Like it was just something new. Uh, whatever. Okay. Okay. So okay. they're keeping the surveillance on him, and all of a sudden, he eventually gets in touch with Tiger Chen, offers him a a job interview. Yes. And this interview, and you see this scenario multiple times throughout the film. <laughs> he enters a carpeted room where there's a big mirror, which multiple obviously mirrors. is a two. It's it's like all mirrors, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it all mirrors or just that? Oh no no no! It's no, just no, the right. one mirror. The one mirror. Um. Yeah. And he has to stand there, and he's like, all right, say your name. And it's like, Tiger Chen. 
And it's like, okay, fight. And it's like, what? And then somehow a dude pops out, and, it, and this is all the time. And I don't know why Tiger Chen gets surprised every single time he enters this fucking na- room and says his name in front of the mirror because there's always somebody popping out from behind him. I don't know where this opponent comes from, but there's somebody always behind him, and he's ha- and he has to fight them. I don't know if this is their version of a clock-in system, but he has to come in every day, say his name, and he has to fight someone. He has to fight for his life. And while this is all happening, the mirror, which is obviously just a one-sided, uh, like a window, window. yeah. Uh, and Keanu Reeves has like his tech guys who are live streaming all of these fights because again it's like this illegal underground pay-per-view thing. He's like he's like the black market Dana White, right? And what he caters to, you find out, are a bunch of I guess rich people. Uh, again, don't know who any of these people are. You assume they have money, right? And so you know. T- Tiger Chen, he's he's liking the money that he's getting, um, you know, because now he can uh, uh, support his parents. Uh, oh, there's a part in the movie where I guess the uh, people from whatever town come in and inspect the temple, and they say, oh, the temple's not up to code. No shit, the temple hasn't been up to fucking code in 500 years, but for yep. whatever reason, on this day, they had to go and inspect it, and, oh, here's the uh, eviction papers, we're gonna have to tear this place down unless you fix it and come up with this amount of money, blah, 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 blah. This is why Tiger Chen takes Keanu Reeves' offer, right? Because the money is amazing for all the fights he is going to partake in. So, time goes on, right? He's doing all this fighting. He's getting all this money. Temples are being fixed. His parents, you know, he's buying shit for them, upgrading their stuff, new TVs, whatever. But here's the thing. Along the way, he's starting to uh, lose control of his chi. And they mention this in the beginning. When he's doing simple katas with his master, his master is telling him... You need to control the chi. Like, you have so much rage in you. You're not patient. You need to meditate. He tells him this throughout the, the movie. Um, excuse me. Throughout the movie. You need to meditate. Meditation is key. Meditation is what's going to help you control this, this chi, the energy in, in you or whatever. So throughout the movie, he's doing more of these underground fights and he's starting to uh he's letting the rage consume him and uh he's starting to become angrier i guess unless that's just the rage coming out and again every now and then he enters his local mma tournament and he ends up doing i guess illegal moves and he's like breaking body parts (laughs) and he's completely disqualified from the tournament yeah, he gets angrier throughout the movie. Yes, yes. It's almost um, like it's almost like it's unleashing his bloodlust for like killing people and hurting people or whatever. And I feel like Keanu Reeves is kind of uh, persuading him to let this anger out because he he's trying to convince Tiger, like, oh, like the angrier you get, the stronger you become, and like, okay fucking emperor palpatine you know what i mean like 
We're trying yes. to create a Sith here. Yes. And so throughout the movie as well, another side story, the police are involved. Uh, and again, there's so many cliches in this movie, typical movie cliches, right? There's the, 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 the police officer that's on to, you know, they have their instincts about a certain case or a, uh, a suspect. They go and tell the chief, and the chief is just like, no, no, you're wasting my time. Uh, case is closed. You're off the case. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's one of those scenarios. And, of course, what then happens, the woman who was investigating, oh, I'm going to do this behind my boss's back. How many fucking cop movies do they use that scenario, right? This is obviously directed by Keanu Reeves. Right. Now, so Keanu Reeves is trying to stay low-key, but at the same time, the cop is suspicious of Keanu Reeves because of the death of the uh, the fighter and other missing fighters in the past and the whole uh, underground fighting. Tiger Chen is teetering between <laughs> good and evil. Uh, by the way, Keanu Reeves, is, I don't even know. I don't know. There comes a point in time, by the way, which confused the fucking hell out of me. Where, again, he's like, oh, what is this Tai Chi or whatever. He gets up from his couch. And he, he turns to the left. And he sits down somewhere else. And he's just staring. And you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? He has a, he has a goddamn <laughs> chi garden. Or those Zen gardens. In his, like, I, I don't understand. And I'm so confused. Like, dude, why do you have a Zen garden? What is the... I'm not understanding why you're meditating now. Because... And I want to point this out. He was triggered. Not in any time in this movie, up until maybe the last 10 minutes, do you find out Keanu Reeves knows martial arts, right? So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. I am like... So I'm so because he's like so interested in martial arts, but he never shows that he himself knows martial arts, and he's just chilling in his like indoor Zen garden, just staring at the blank wall, looking into nothing. And uh, oh man, so let's let's get to, to oh, let's start getting towards the end of this movie, right? <clears throat> okay. Police investigator finally gets in touch with Tiger Chen, and she's like, listen, I know what you're up to. I am like 99.9% .9 sure this is what your boss is up to. Please, I just need information, blah, blah, blah. And Tiger Chen is like, no, I tell you nothing. And finally, he's con I don't know what happens, but he's like, okay, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so they do this setup where, oh, they're going to meet up with, uh, you know, he's, he's going to do his job. Or whatever. Uh, and again, it's one of those situations where Tiger Chen is in a fight. And he's in the same scenario as the original fighter. Where this guy is like on his last breath of air. And you hear Keanu Reeves like, finish him. Like, do it. <laughs> uh, I said finish him. And he's like, no. Like... I don't, this, no, I'm not going to kill I, this dude. Yeah, I don't want to kill him, yeah. And again, you see mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves come out with his mask and his gloves. It's like a, a like a, a, just this leather mask, whatever. Goes up to the guy, breaks his neck, because he just breaks people's necks in this movie. He's um, that strong, obviously. Yeah, right, and that's what I'm curious about. And that's what, and it's like, huh, okay. He just has that power. 
And well, he, uh, he's a, he, well, he's a white guy, so to keep, keep in mind, the white guys always have the power to just snap necks and just like break bones immediately. But the, this is true. But the whatever Asian actors are, they have to. They're smaller and weaker. And they're more fluid and more technical. And 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 anyways, keep going. Keep going. Yes. Yes. So you assume like, oh man, now he's gonna kill Tiger Chen, just like the original guy. He's gonna go to the back to the locker room, <clears throat> and this is yeah. it. And then, yeah. So he goes to the locker room, but he doesn't kill him. No. Tiger Chen is saying, oh, no, I want out now. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And Keanu's like, oh, you think you could just leave, bitch? Uh-uh. uh-uh. That, is, that is his reaction. Oh, no, no. In fact, I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> or whatever. Like, I got another match for you. And it's like, okay, so he's going to live, but the other guy had to die. That, so that confused me. And... So now we're, let's just get to the end of the movie, because I'm so fucking pissed at this point. Wait, Again, wait, wait, you know, wait, there's wait, another. You haven't, there, you haven't even touched on when he, his chi goes up against the chi master, and it's chi versus chi, and you haven't. Even oh, that okay, yes, okay. We'll 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 talk about that. So, you know, he he comes in with his leather jacket, his black shirt. He's got all black on because he's got to look the part. Like, oh, I'm I'm the rage tiger, and he goes back to his temple to. By the way, not like, oh, hi, sensei, hi, master. He opens the door, throws down his coat. They just both get into fighting stances and start just taiching the hell out of each other, right? And it's it's a it's a decent 50-50 match. Defi- and all defi- of a sudden... Define taiching each other. Define that. Okay, so imagine two dancers just doing a lot of hand contact with each other. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's literally what happened. There's some flipping going around. By the way, the the camera speed at this point is probably at like half. So everything is kind of slow motion. So you can really take in the art of chi. And all of a sudden, something amazing happens. Apparently, the Tai Chi master is a super saiyan collected his energy and chi he just kamehameha kamehameha this chi force into the tiger yes. chen's stomach yes made him fly back yes and he spat blood that, out i'm pretty sure oh yes Oh, yeah. No, it did damage. And I'm actually glad you reminded me of this because there's something critical I want to point out after. Um, And, of course, that was the end. And long story short, Tiger Shen was like, "Uh, the the rage makes me strong. And the Chi Master was like, but you need to meditate. And then he left. (laughs) That's the sum it up. I I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Tiger Chen, you know, falls asleep, wakes up in the morning. He's looking, he lifts up his shirt and notices this big bruise mark from the chi energy. The, uh, the, the but, chi but here's blast. the funny thing. The chi blast. The chi blast, yeah. Yeah, the, the spirit bomb of chi. And uh, what's very interesting is later on in that same day when he was changing his uniform or doing something where he was shirtless, bruises magically gone. Yes. Yeah, so... Good job, Keanu Reeves, for yep. uh, catching on to that. Yes. Um, 
So uh-huh. now they get to what would essentially be Tiger Chen's. Uh, this is the fight now that was set up by Keanu Reeves after Keanu's like telling him, "Oh no, bitch! Like you're not quitting." So he right. sets up this private gala event match against someone else, and lo and behold, plot twist: bum bum bum. The police chief was part of that audience. Really. I know, so exciting, right? Um, and again, uh, they, they only showed the police chief, by the way, one other time in the movie. And that was right in the beginning when he was telling the, that investigator, oh, no, like, screw you. You're not, no longer on the investigation. Uh, we're going to put someone else on the case, or we're just dropping the case. That was the only other time you saw the police chief. Never throughout the movie did you see him conspiring. Did you ever see him... Uh, in the police department, you always saw the investigator with other officers. You never saw the police chief or whatever he's supposed to be, a captain or whatever. Yeah. So now, after <clears throat> all this time, over an hour into the movie, you see him towards the end. You you, you know he's involved with this underground uh, MMA stuff uh, hosted by the talented Keanu Reeves. And so, again... Tiger Chen is now facing an enemy, but he's got he's in a different state of mind. Yes. He's almost teetering back to the good side, right? And he's like he keeps telling the fighter, I will not fight you. And the fighter's just like yes. coming after him. He's dodging him. No, I will not fight you. But and then he turns to Keanu Reeves, I will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> so after about 10 to 20 times of him saying this, I will not fight you, but I will fight you. Yes. Uh, Keanu Reeves steps in uh, with the mask on and I guess you're supposed to like have this mist like uh, you're, you're, there's this mystery like who's the masked figure up until Tiger Chen like hits him in the head and the face part comes off thus revealing Keanu Reeves but it's like we already knew it was you because the guy is still wearing the same suit that Keanu Reeves does without the mask. <laughs> so, there was no mystery. I knew from the beginning it was Keanu Reeves, but they, they almost had made that shot as if like that was the reveal. Like, oh my God, he was breaking necks. And so, <laughs> after the face reveal... He's like, oh, like, uh, you owe me a life, and then runs off because then the police now raid this party. They arrest a bunch of people and whatever. The police chief or captain, whatever the fuck he is, gets arrested. By the way, you never see him again. So twice now in the movie, you, you, the police chief is there, and then he's gone. So now Tiger Chen is like, I don't know what he's thinking, but for some reason he goes to the temple, his temple, and uh, his master isn't there. You know, he's, he goes inside the temple. He's coming back out, and out walks Keanu Reeves. Just walking slow-mo, like a badass, I guess. The wind and, blowing uh, this the is, leaves at his feet and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is where the big fight come, you know, comes into play, and he's like, I told you, you owe me a life. And it's like, oh, oh, this motherfucker knows martial arts now. <laughs> Oh, shit. This motherfucker knows martial arts? He knows what? Tai Chi. What? 
He has a security company. He hires bodyguards, yet this dude can fight? All right. So the fight goes on, and of course, he, just like in any Eastern film involving a white man, (laughs) he is just... He has godlike strength. <laughs> he just towers over it. Like every time Tiger goes to throw a punch, he he almost like goes into it. You know what I mean? Like he's he like, oh, like he punches yeah. him in the chest. He doesn't block it. He's like he embraces it. In fact, yeah. he's like, here, I'll meet you halfway with my chest. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's a lot of that going on. Again, typical cliche. Yep. Um, the wire work was very bad, very bad uh, throughout this movie. Uh, a lot of times you'll see a guy doing like a jumping sidekick and you could see where the wire was because sometimes his leg will kind of like bounce up. <laughs> He's like, uh, actually, an example in this last fight, Tiger Chen does this thing where he runs and he's doing like this double jump like sidekick thing. And as he lands on the ground, his leg slowly rises up as if the wire didn't fully release as he was supposed to land on the ground, like there was still, there wasn't like just enough slack. So like his leg couldn't touch the ground fully. Um, and there were some uh, instances with Keanu Reeves as well, like uh, with the wire work. It just, you could tell it wasn't clean um, and they didn't take extra takes to uh, properly remind me because i don't recall seeing it were there any scenes where somebody gets blasted through like a brick wall or punches through like stones like the classic Um, i'm so fast and tactical i'm gonna i'm gonna slip this punch but the punch hits a wall and it goes right through the wall like right through the brick and the brick explodes well i mean the only yeah the only thing i could think Uh of was when tiger chen was in that carpeted room with the mirror. And I think he actually just takes the dude and throws him into the mirror, revealing, and this is when he finds out that he's actually being recorded because right there is the tech guys behind their computers, and they're like, oh, oh, shit. You know, and Tiger Ten's like, what the hell is going on? And that's when Keanu Reeves comes out and tells him, like, oh, yeah, no, this is all being filmed. Like, you've been filmed this whole time, you know? Um that's the only scenario I can think of. But in that but final I mean, it fight, wasn't, in that final fight, it wasn't like 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 Tiger Chen does like a chi block and like Keanu like hits him hard and he like he like blasts and like he like slides backwards from the from the block. None of that shit happened. I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And again, it, it's just that whole fight. The you could see like how unclean the wire work was. Um, but then. Keanu, uh, or, or not Keanu, Tiger Chen, finally, at the end of the movie, is like, you know what? I'm going to get down with my chi self. And somehow he gains the power of, chi. of Super Saiyan Tai Chi Master and does the Kamehameha Chi Wave, which not only hit Keanu, the same way it hit Tiger, but it kills Keanu. <laughs> well, it's because it's pure Literally chi. kills him. The oh, chi by master the way. didn't do it to Tiger because he didn't want to kill him. He just wanted to push him back, but but the Tiger Chen unleashed the full chi, and that's how it killed Keanu Reeves. See, the movie's yes. about mastering your inner chi 
So you can you can pair it and balance it with your outward chi. That's that's what this is. Yes. Um Oh, and at the end of the movie, blah blah happy ending. Uh Temple isn't going to be knocked down or uh they're not getting evicted or whatever. They're going to keep the school open. Um, Tiger Chen now becomes a Tai Chi master, and that's it. Literally, to sum up this story, like, just one big cliche. It was one big cliche. The acting wasn't the best, and this is honestly one of the worst Keanu Reeves movies I've ever seen. And you can tell... Now, I I don't know if he's directed any other movies in the past, but if this was his... This is his director debut. It shows. It absolutely shows. And I think he should have done some short films as a practice. So there you have it. You have to realize the movie is about how superior Tai Chi is. So actually, that very first fight, the Tiger's audition fight with the very first guy in the room, that that was supposed to show um, Tai Chi versus MMA style fighting. That was the idea behind that. That guy was an MMA fighter. You could tell by the takedown attempts. You could tell by the way, yes. the way he was leg kicking low and doing all this. Sh- he was he was using an MMA style, and Tiger Chen was going uh, Tai Chi style. Yeah, that's what that yeah. fight was about. Yeah, t- yeah, that's right. Tai Chi is God. That's yeah, right. yeah, it was pretty much no. That's pretty much what the movie was about. That it was about like how Tai Chi unleashed is so dangerous. Um, <clears throat> Chen, uh, da, 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 da. um, I guess the very first tournament fight is the is considered the uh, by the guy who plays Tiger Chen his favorite fight mm-hmm. that he had to do because to him it was the purest Tai Chi form that he showed. I'm so glad you told me that. It really changes my outlook. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the one when it was MMA versus Tai Chi, when it was inside like the, right. death, the death room. It was like the first tournament on TV. Remember the, the, tournament the local tournament? The yeah, local yeah, yeah. Tournament. The first local yeah, yeah. tournament you ever see is pretty much supposed to be the purest form of Tai Chi used in combat. It was a lot of parries, a lot of slips, a lot of misdirects, a lot of redirects. It was very, yeah. it was very like counter heavy it wasn't very uh aggressive but the first death room fight was mma versus tai chi that was the idea behind it it was like let's show the pure power of tai chi versus this mma stuff that everybody loves and that's pretty much what it mm. was yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, so if i had to rate it out of 10 Ooh. i'd give it okay i'd give it I'd say a three. Ooh, I'm being generous. I'm being Ooh. very generous. I was going to give it a four a, or five. <laughs> you know, being a debut like <clears throat> directing like thing, I'll give you a three. You tried. <laughs> like you, you put out a product which is already one star, right? <laughs> You're not only directing but also acting in your own film. You know what? I give you credit for that. That's a that's a huge workload. That's a second star. <laughs> the fight scenes were in good. The f- in the fact that this movie is streaming on Netflix. And Netflix was like, you know what? This is good enough for our <laughs> for our uh, 
company and program, and this is good to put out there for viewers to watch. You know what? I'll give you that third star. I give it a four or five out of ten because I think the choreography was really well done. Was it ludicrous? Like the Tai Chi Kamehameha? Yeah. Was it like a little... Here's the thing. I started watching it being like, oh, this would be... I wonder... So I remember watching... I looked it up. Mana Tai Chi. And I was like, excuse me? Man, it was like, if you watch It Man, you'll love Man of Tai Chi. And I was like, okay. So I clicked on Tai Chi. And the second I saw that Keanu Reeves was in it and directed by Keanu Reeves, I went, you know what? I have respect for this man. I'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and I started watching it. And then when I realized just like how generically stereotypical it was, I like couldn't yes. turn away. I, I like couldn't turn away. Like each time before a scene happened, I was like, they're not going to do this. Are they? They're not going to do this whole. <laughs> they're not going to do the whole like, like ba- like the whole like you're, you're off the case, Johnson. Like hand in your badge. Yeah. I don't want to hear you ever again. Do you hear me? Do you, like right before that scene happened. When I was like, Chief wants to see you in the office. I was like, they're not going to do that scene, are they? And then they did the scene. And I was like, oh my God, they're doing yes. this. When it was him versus his, like, his teacher in the, in the dojo. And they uh-huh. started doing... I remember there was one. It was like the force thing. Where like they both went for like a Tai Chi <laughs> blast from the bottom. And like they like parried high. And then they threw their Tai Chi, their, their Chi from, from low. And like the yep. master met his Chi... Oh wait, no! They're not gonna do like a like an equal blast back where they both get blasted back. And sure enough, it was like, <laughs> where they both like blasted back and caught themselves. Now I was like, it's a movie. <coughs> I get it, but I I just couldn't turn away because it was like each time something happened, like Keanu Reeves walking, it's like, oh, he's like walking like death, death incarnated, all in black, the wind at his feet. Like blowing yeah. dust and leaves around him, he is unstoppable. He is inevitable. He is death. When he showed up, I was like, "He's not. Don't. He's gonna be like super technical, right? Or is, he's not gonna. They're gonna make him be super Eastern style, strong white man, so strong, so white, and like super powerful, right? And sure enough, like Tiger Chen's punching and kicking him, and he's just standing there like a statue. Like he puts his arms out, like he's like making like a. Like a like a plus sign, he's just like ah 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 ah, and he's just like, and I was like, oh my god, they're doing it. So the whole movie was me watching it like that. <laughs> like, and here's the thing, here's the thing that really gets me between f- like fighting in martial arts and film in real life martial arts. When you see people get taken down in martial arts film, you see mm. people combat that with just like a few elbows and then they can like roll their hips out real easy and then like get immediately on their feet. And I'm not even going to go into like, well, in UFC and MMA, I'm going to go off for just my own experience of being taken fucking down. Like it is <laughs> like, dude, I'm on like when we drill and I'm on top of you, you outweigh me by like 90 pounds and I can Thanks. still keep you on the ground. <laughs> no, but like we're not in the same weight class at all. But if I'm on top of you, starting on top, like you're on the ground for the majority of the time. It's not like <coughs> I'm going to flail my arms and hit you in the back of the head and then I can just like immediately scoop myself out. Like that's not how that works. Like what are you talking yeah. about? That's not how that And then if you do want to apply to the actual shit we see with MMA, that's never how it works. Like <laughs> it's just I don't know. There's the 
part of it is expectations going off of the ring fit talk it's expectations mm-hmm. i didn't go into this being like this is going to be probably a realistic explanation of tai chi i'm not i didn't expect that i actually actually i did think i wonder if they're going to go into the history and the root of, of tai chi <laughs> and they were like no and then it went down this rabbit hole of like tai chi is so powerful and dangerous it would kill everybody if they unleashed their full tai chi and i was like okay that's this is re-. and then i remember halfway through the movie I was just thinking, I need Mikey to see this, and we need to talk about this, because the fact that it's glorifying Tai Chi to this level is just insane. It's like... And how cliche could the main character's name be? Tiger Chen? Again, it's just one of those like Hollywood things. Like You couldn't think of just something original. Like It's just... I don't know. That's such a cliche, just hero or whatever underdog type of name <clears throat> tiger chen yeah so anyways so. that was that movie um yes let's move into the because that was a long talk let's jump straight into the next movie that we both saw yep. the foreigner with jackie chan and i think we can go over this mm-hmm. one a lot faster jackie chan's an old man who who owns a restaurant uh his daughter's killed in a terrorist attack and he mm-hmm. just wants to find out who did it and I think that's it. Uh, that's it. He's just like, tell me who did it. It's like, I can't tell you. It's like, please tell me who did it. It's like, I can't tell you. Here is $80,000 in cash. Please tell me who did it. I don't know who did it. It's like, okay. I have a sense you do know who did it. Can you give me any of your like gut instincts? I don't have anybody to tell you. I don't know. It's like, okay. Well, I'll have to find a way to get those names then now, won't I? And then it's just the movie is just that. Just like, first of all, I didn't expect Jackie Chan to be the fucking terrorist. I didn't realize he was the guy. <laughs> oh, is that is that how is that how you took it? Did you not understand how he was car bombing like a man's like private home and stalking and blowing up bombs in offices? That's terrorist shit. Oh, dude. He's dude. a terrorist. Well, he- you know what a terrorist is, You know right? what? It, it's. I'm actually very interested that that's what you got out of that. Yes. Because I got I, the opposite. See, I thought Pierce Brosnan was a pretty innocent man of just like, hey, man, I'm just trying to do what's right for the people I believe in. That was a mistake. I didn't want it to happen. I'm sorry. The goal right. was to have no innocent casualties. She was there. We weren't planning on it. That was pretty much it. Like, that's it. First of all, Foreigner, I like. I, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool to show Jackie Chan in a completely non-Jackie Chan style. As much as we love yes. Jackie Chan for being Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan going all fucking psycho and terrorist level was very surprising, but it was something that he was able to pull off very easily. <coughs> I also liked okay. the, I also loved a lot of the scenes where almost the majority of it was not martial art based. It was right. all like psychological in a way. It was all just mm-hmm. like, like how did this guy? How did that guy? How did how did that guy find me? It was like, how is he here? It's like a bomb went off. It's like, what the fuck happened? I don't know. It's like, I. It was cool because Jackie Chan didn't have a lot of dialogue. <coughs> His dialogue was, I need. I want to know the names of the people involved. That was ninety percent of his dialogue in the entire film. Like him yeah. walking up and saying, please tell me the names. I just want to know the names. Please tell me the names of the people involved. I think you know who did this. Please tell me. 
Like that's pretty much all of his dialogue. Wasn't yeah. a hard movie. Wasn't a hard movie. A lot of it was just like <laughs> some of it was almost funny, where it's like some like crazy devastating thing, and you see him just like shuffling away. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just like old Jackie Chan, just like shuffling away from from uh, from the room. Blah 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 blah. And I see the room ex- fucking explodes. People flying out, like being blasted off the third floor. And Jackie Chan just shuffling on the street, walking down the street. Like, um, <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I thought it was awesome. I loved the combat scenes. Um, I thought it was also like it, it really showed like how Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan's character, was he, he pulled off the grieving dad character very well, the role very well. But I really like the fact that he he was just like minding his own fucking business, and then he was just like, okay, well now I have to go into that old, you know, the old old bag of tricks here, and uh, just to get the names of some people, and he ruins this dude's mm-hmm. life, like exposes his extramarital affairs, exposes the incest <laughs> in his family, he exposed like he fucking ruins this guy's life. Um, but again, I felt bad for Pierce Brosnan in a way. His character was almost just like, "Hey man, I'm just trying to oh, dub I'm trying to backstab the Brits, all right? I want to fuck over the Brits. I'm trying to help the IRA here because we want we want our justice. Like just let me do my fucking thing, man. Like I'm trying to play chess here and you're just coming in and wiping the board off the fucking table. Like let me just do my thing. Leave me alone, all right? And um yeah, I don't know. I thought it was uh I thought it was a good movie. Um, they did a really good job with the tense, with the political atmosphere of the UK, of Britain, mm-hmm. of England being involved with Ireland, with the IRA, with the Scots, with like every like they did a great job of showing how tense it, it can be. Um, yeah, like I don't know if you know this. Uh, in London, there's no trash cans. At least back when I, I was in London, that. back when I was in London, there were no trash cans, and they said if you want to throw out your trash, you need to like wait until you get into a like a a, a a building, like a merchant, like you need to go into like a restaurant or like a store, because uh, the IRA was bombing, leaving bombs in so many trash cans and blowing up corners and streets that they just oh, got shit. rid of trash cans. Yeah, so I mean, that's a pr- it's a pretty serious thing. The IRA is still a thing. It's not like the IRA is gone. They're just like a deep undercover uh, cell. You know what I mean? So they they portrayed that so well, and also like Jackie was just like he's such a he's such a like an honest good dude. Like he doesn't kill the dog. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Like he's like, oh my god, my dog! The psycho killed my dog! And then he comes out for the closet, <laughs> just like right next to him. Like dog's just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I th- I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it was dark. It was a very dark movie. It, it was. was. It was like, a lot darker than I knew it was going to be dark, but I didn't think it was going to be this dark. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was just going to be like a sad story dark. It was mm-hmm. like, no, this is like a brutal dark. This is like yeah. really brutal. This is a brutal movie. Um. Oh yeah, like the dude who got like, like uh, booby trapped and like the sp- the spikes went through his legs and his foot. Like, ugh, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the cousin who comes after him to kill him in the forest, and he doesn't kill the kid. He just like ties him up and they put yeah. him in front of the fire and he makes dinner for him. 
He's yep. like, so you served? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, How, where? He's like, oh, like Iraq two tours. He's like, okay. He's like, uh, you hungry? You go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, okay. He just cuts up and he, like, he lets him go. <laughs> and they, he's just like, all right. And even the even that cousin, that dude, he was like, not a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not a bad guy. He like goes back. He's like, did you do it? He's like, no. He, uh, that dude is good. He got me. Anyways, I'm gonna get going. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard you fucked my wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> aka your oh, aunt, man. you sick fuck. Like, yeah, shit like that. <laughs> Which didn't see that plot twist. Didn't oh, see that man. plot twist coming. But that was a good. That was oh a yeah, good film. Good film. Um, I would give it. Well, first of all, what, what do you? What did you think of it? Just agree with me, or? So, well. Yeah. I, I feel like even disagreeing is is a strong term. I would actually say I'm very interested that that's how you saw and that's what you took away from that movie. Um, see, I didn't... Although, I'm, and I'm not denying whatsoever, like, Jackie Chan, it's like he's simply asking for something and then goes and blows up a bathroom as his first, like, act of, you know, whatever. I, I totally get that. I didn't see it as terrorism. I got Rambo vibes. Really? Because now, well, think about the movie First Blood. And exactly like the wood scene. The guy steps on a spike thing. Remember in First Blood, the police officer sets off the trap? And, yeah. um And Rambo set the spiky branch to, like, hit the guy in the legs. But it, do, now, do you consider someone like Rambo, who is also a veteran, a terrorist? And what he was doing to those police officers? Because of how they wronged him, or they accused him of something, and now he was trying to get his revenge. Like, no. do you consider Rambo a terrorist in that sense? No, no. See, that's what I. That's my thing. I saw it as something happened to Jackie Chan, where although yes, other people were killed. To him, it was personal because it was his daughter that was all that was killed. One of the victims. He just yeah. wants answers. The people from some sort of government power are not giving him that. So he right. needs to do what he has to to get answers. Right. And if you notice, though, he's doing things in, at first, at first, that isn't specifically targeting people. Like, yes, he's setting off a bomb, but nobody was in the bathroom. You right. Know, it was right. just a warning, like, this is what I could do. One thing that confused the hell out of me, though, which is, you know, you kind of learn more of his backstory and you realize, you learn like uh, he actually had another daughter that was taken by pirates or whatever and they killed her. Um, but like and his this wife, dude, and his wife, yeah. And his wife, yes, that's right. So um, you find out like <laughs> Jackie Chan has been living in the UK since the 80s. And yes. after he had fled whatever, he's he raised his daughter in the UK um, so you figure from the 80s to present day, this dude had nothing to do with anything military related. He had his 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 restaurant. He was raising his daughter up until this point, right? Yes. The thing that amazed me the most was he still had this knowledge after all decades and decades. Well, you wouldn't lose that if you were a special ops soldier like i feel like you'd be a bit rusty though especially if you're working with explosives and keep in mind that like like in the in the movie the story was that he was an active special ops soldier for like in a war that's you're right he he was special ops yeah so like that means he was doing like 
like you know covert missions black ops missions during it yeah. during wartime like that that changes who you are you know what i mean That's i think true. i think i think the thing that i found really interesting was like you know the scene i like like every scene after his daughter died he's like not talking he's like crying and stuff like that i felt like that was a transformative phase where he was going back to who he was of like i'm gonna mm-hmm. that was him mentally john wicking back to that person like remember when john wick takes the hammer downstairs he's just, ah, mm-hmm. he's just like cracking through the basement that was that same scene to me when he was like mm-hmm. when he stopped talking and like yep. the 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 lady from the restaurant was like you need to eat like you can't keep doing this you got to open up the shades and he was like no i'm you think i'm mourning i already mourned i'm transforming into this psycho like i'm going yeah. back to war yeah I, I think that's what it was um but another thing is uh that I found interesting with your review was you mentioned the government and then you also mentioned how you feel bad for Pierce's uh, character and what Jackie Chan was doing to him and what he ended up doing to him at the end of the film. But what I got out of that was it's not just Muslims or people. I, I shouldn't say all Muslims that that's very prejudice of me, but unfortunately most people or there are, few bad apples in the bunch over in Middle Eastern countries that are terrorists. And when pe- when you hear the term terrorist, that's the first thing you think of is Middle East. It's unfortunate, but it's true. This movie reminds you, oh no, terrorists come in all different flavors, shapes, right. sizes, yep. races, religious backgrounds. It doesn't matter. This Correct. movie reminded you of that. But this movie also showed, oh, the government is well aware of terrorism because they have professional terrorists themselves. Yes. These characters were the terrorists, the people in government. Yes. And that that was something, well, because here's the thing with Pierce. He was part of this group, though. He's part of this yeah. like little government society where... They are a government, I guess you'll say a government-approved terrorist organization. Uh, I, I would where they, are, they're, I would say the IRA is more like, more like a mafia, where they have their own hierarchy. They have their, I mean, I'm not an expert on the IRA, but like that's how I would perceive them. I would perceive them more as like they have their own codes, systems, services, hierarchy. Um, it's not like a, like, like the, Ireland has like no official side of that. Like, like the government has no say in it. But like, mm-hmm. um, at least to my knowledge, currently there's nothing involving them with that kind of stuff. That's all in the past if they were. But uh, I'm pretty sure because the because the English have always treated the IRA because they have been terrorists. They the IRA has always wanted freedom from the oppression of England since you know back. I don't know even how far it goes back, like back in the beginning of time when England took over and like ruled over Ireland. Like it's always been that. It's always been like that kind of mm. revolutionary war. So I don't know. See, like, like that. And that's, I think, what throws me off is that I'm kind of like understanding that. Like, oh man, like I get it. Like they want to be free. They want to be their own people. They want to be uh, separatists from, from England. I get it. Like, Pierce is just trying to do the like, especially when you see how he's double crossing, you know what I mean, and how he's like, like 
he's trying to sniff out the rats in the IRA and the English government's like using him as a resource into the IRA. And then he's double crossing the British with the IRA, but he's double crossing the IRA person and specifically the guy who dies like it. And then at the very end, when the English government is like, we want to have a talk with you in person. And like, they're just like tightening Mm. the noose on him. It's, um, I don't know. Do I think he's a great guy? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, the way it's portrayed was very much like this guy was doing his own business. There was an innocent bystander. One of the people related to the innocent bystander became a terrorist and attacked this entire person's life. <laughs> that's how yeah, I perceive it. That's how I perceived yeah, it. Yeah, the way I perceived it, I, I actually, you know, in the beginning, you you think like, okay, Paris is, you know, yeah, okay, he's a piece of shit for, you know, not being faithful to his wife, whatever. Like in the beginning, that seemed like the only negative thing. But as time went on, I really like just disliked him. I disliked um, just everything because you start to find out like how deep this shit goes, and um, it, and that's why I said it's interesting. You know, like when you, in your perspective, Jackie was the terrorist, but to me, Jackie was just Rambo. He was just trying to survive and prove a point, you know? Yes, bad things happen, just like in the Rambo movie. I mean, I'm rooting for Jackie. I'm rooting for Jackie regardless, but I'm just saying. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't see... I mean, I definitely could see how, yes, those those are definitely acts of terrorism, but I, I didn't perceive it to be that way. I just saw a man who was... Again, I, I just if you've if you've seen First Blood, that's the vibe I got from Jackie's character. Um, someone did him wrong. He's trying to get revenge. Um, so, yeah, it got to a point where I actually disliked Pierce's character, his group that he's involved with, that part of their government, um, and. I mean, yes, you know, you find out that within his group, the the Irish group, that there were these few people that had planned this attack, like, behind his back. But the fact of the matter is... Yeah, which means that he didn't want that he, to happen. <clears throat> he didn't want that to happen, but he also admitted that with other things... they Like, they had planned other terrorist attacks, though. Like, uh... You know, a, a, a bomb that to go off in front of a bank or something. And it was like, oh, just to prove a point. It's like, for, you know, if people die, people die. And it's like, that's who he was, though. All And yes, people did something else behind his back, but that doesn't make him innocent. He was still involved with planning terrorist uh, attacks and other bombings in the past that had happened in these countries. Um, so... To me, it was kind of like, uh, it's like karma's a bitch type of thing, you know? I mean, you definitely don't see the outcome of his character. You know, Jackie Chan tells him to send the text. It's like, okay, now the world knows you're a terrorist, yeah. you know? And Paris is just like, whatever, in awe and angry, but you don't really see what happens to him at the end. It's kind of like, it, you know, leave it up to your own interpretation, but... Um, it's also one of those things too, where it's like the bad guys weren't actually truly defeated, you know? Cause like even his nephew, like it, it, who's also part of this group, it's like it's, he didn't kill, you know, kill off his own nephew. He just told him, Oh, by the way, go back to New York, New York, 
and stay there. Don't ever come. I mean, back. so the, these, the, yeah, like these these people in in government, like they they're still around. He only exposed Pierce's character, though, or whoever view. But, um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, so okay, so overall, what what would you rate this movie? Out eight of out 10 of ten stars. Eight. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, because of the expectations I had, what it was, the way it was delivered, the way they portrayed an icon like Jackie Chan, um, the levels of complexity, the depths and involvement of history and the government involvement, and it was just, I thought it was going to be a simple like Rambo style, like Jackie Chan goes nuts and fucks up everybody um, because of a slight or a wrong, and it turned into like this gritty, dark, crime, thrilling, suspenseful, like drama almost and because of that i was mm. like you know what i i like this i think i'm willing to give this an eight out of ten i would say eight out of ten um yeah eight out of ten i agree i would say either either an eight or eight and a half um would i consider it necessarily a martial arts film no i would i would consider it action though action uh drama um but still, I mean, it was great nonetheless. Like, yes, there were fighting scenes, but I mean, to consider it a martial arts film, I I wouldn't necessarily. You know, it it's it it's got those um, those hints of Rambo, and then hints of uh, just something dark going on within government overseas. You know. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought it was great, though. It was great. It was a great movie, regardless. Regardless. So let's end with the thing I sent you most recently, which is John Jones has had another test by God, and this test involves uh, uh, what is it? Illegal possession of a firearm with suspicion of use <laughs> because of like random discharges of a firearm they heard in the night. Uh, DWI. Um, or uh, what is it? D D U I? It's D U I. I think I thought I thought it was D W I. What does D W I stand for? Uh, driving <laughs> while intoxicated. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, John Jones pleads guilty to a D W I. By pleading guilty, he the it was a plea bargain. It was a plea deal. By pleading guilty to the T to the D W I. It drops the negligent use of a deadly weapon in open container charges because he had a half bottle of tequila open in the car. So yes. uh, he is currently charged and taking that he is he is on a one year supervised probation. Um, he will serve 96 hours in a community custody program, which is a form of incarceration, but not in a jail cell, of course. It's basically house arrest. He has to wear an ankle monitor for the, those 96 hours. Um, oh, I'm sorry, one year. One year, he has to wear an ankle monitor. He cannot leave his house without permission. Um, he's a 90-day, <laughs> a minimum of 90-day outpatient treatment. He has maximum fines and fees, community service, uh, he has 48 hours total of community service to do. Uh, he has an ignition interlock installed on any of his vehicles, which means he needs to complete a breathalyzer in order to turn on the car. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Literally. Hear, do you want to hear his full statement? Sure. 
I want to express how truly disappointed I am that I have become the source of a negative headline again, especially during these, these trying of times. I am disappointed for letting down the people I care about the most, my family, fa friends, and my fans. This morning, I entered into a plea deal with the Albuquerque DA's office. I accept full responsibility for my actions, and I know that I have some personal work to do, which involves the unhealthy relationship I have with alcohol. I have not dedicated so much time and energy to improve my community, and I will not allow this personal setback to hinder my work within the community when we need it most. I truly appreciate the support I've received from the community of Albuquerque and all my fans around the world. I very much look forward to putting this behind me. Thank you all for your continued love and support, and please take care of yourselves. So. <laughs> so this and, has and opened up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It just amazes me, you know, because at this point, it's like people honestly buy into the bullshit, right? You know, and even with him, he tries to convince people like, oh, no, like I'm a religious guy or not even a religious, but like. You yeah, know, he says that. Faithful. I believe in God. You know, he he he's faith, faithful to his his family and his wife and whatever. But then you see him at strip clubs and, um, but you know, and then it's like this whole drug and alcohol thing. Oh, his, his you know his his battle with alcohol. Yeah, while he's recovering from alcohol, he's going to be snorting coke. So his his last you know, uh, his last run with the law involved a stripper. Remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, <coughs> yeah, I'm shocked that his wife is still even with him. To be honest, money baby, and it's like, dude, he's got like what four, five kids? I think four, something like that. Yeah, you never I see mean, him, it's... you never hear of him, but yeah, yeah, you know, it. it uh, I don't understand. Like, okay, it's one thing to argue and say he's not a, a good role model for people that look up to him, but it's like, how do your children? Like, what do your children think? At this point, like that's the point that I'm at with this guy, and I never really brought that up before. It's like you have a family, dude, you know, and they're not little babies. Like they're they're aware of of what's going on, you know. It's I don't like, how think can their mother tell him like, oh, you know, daddy's fine. He's just in prison again. I don't think like, they see him. I think they are with really? a different lady. Yeah, I think because he was in New York. Before he moved to New Mexico. And then when he went to New Mexico, I'm pretty sure his family's not in New Mexico. I think his I think his wife lives in New York. I could be wrong. I probably so am wrong. A weird situation, but okay. <laughs> um You know, but again, what's the UFC gonna do? Keep they're him gonna, on the roster. They're gonna he makes money. They're gonna put him in a headline fight. Yep. Pay per view, baby. Oh yeah. As soon as he's cleared to go back to work, they're going to give that dude a fight. You know what? It's going to sell. Yep. Because as you pointed out, hatred sells. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be a fan of someone, even if even if you consider them the like your worst enemy. The fact that people are going to watch to see if maybe this next fighter can beat him, people are going to buy that pay-per-view. Here's the thing. First of all, did you hear what Daniel Cormier said on this? I did not. He was interviewed on... Uh, well, interviewed. He was doing a show with uh, Ariel Hawani uh, on oh, ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And he said... Like, Ariel asked him flat out, like, what are your thoughts on this? Because of their history and everything. And DC was like, you know what, man? I don't think you should celebrate or dance on someone's grave in their darkest moments. 
and he was and he basically went on and said i genuinely hope that he's going to be okay and i genuinely hope that if he has a problem that he's going to get the resources he needs to get better and i hope he gets through this and that's coming from dc not only after the beef he had with john jones but also decide the fact that like i'm pretty sure dc lost his daughter to a car accident i didn't know that yeah he lost holy shit yeah he lost one of his daughters back in the day to uh i think it was a car accident i don't know if it was a dwi but it was a car accident i was pre- i'm pretty sure so you're talking about a guy wow. who's personally affected by these kind of choices and he's still just like you know what man i'm not gonna do it everybody's happy about the fact that like he fucked up again but you know what like i don't want him to be fuck- i don't want him to fuck up i want him to be successful i want him to to not have to go through this um so yeah that's uh that was that it's interesting because didn't john jones (laughs) say he admired dc for something as well they've actually kind of both almost cooled off a bit um i think it started when dc's dad died john jones put out a message to be like i know we have our beef and we don't get along so i I just want to put that out there that like you know i know that's the case but i genuinely mean it when i say i'm sorry like he said that he sent that to dc um on twitter when dc's dad died that was like a i think that was like one of those moments when it was like a genuine moment between the two of them and i think that's kind of started this weird love because john jones even said it too <coughs> where he's like i ain't gonna fight dc a heavyweight where what where he's at his absolute best i'm not fighting him there like <laughs> like john jones has come out like he admitted like no like dc could beat me at that a heavyweight like he's got more power more endurance stamina he's more natural at heavyweight i'm not going to go up to heavyweight than fight yeah. dc because that's my highest possibility the highest probability of me losing is at heavyweight against dc i'm not going to do that and that was another like weird respect and mission of honesty where john was like i'll give it to dc like yeah i beat him twice but he is probably the only thing that i he is probably the only threat for me up at heavyweight so there's there's a weird level of back and forth where like they've kind of calmed down since dc lost the second time mm-hmm. <laughs> and again i think it was because of i don't know this but from what i remember i think it's because D, when dc's dad died john kind of reached out and was like my condolences man i mean that not saying we're friends we can still hate each other but we can both acknowledge that this shit sucks that that shit is yeah. horrible so i'm sorry um but I also personally think, like, DC is so charismatic, he's so smart, he's so talented with so many things, not just wrestling, not just MMA, not just being a fighter. Like, mm. I think DC's also possibly in the mentality of being able to be like, I can step back as a competitor and view the situation as an analyst and view the situation as a fan and view the situation as a person who ingests this content and not just somebody who creates it as a fighter on roster. I can just view this as a guy yeah. who's one who's ready who's got retirement right around the corner. Like I can see what this is and what this is, is there's nothing for me to be horrible to John Jones at this point. So let's, I'll just yeah. be honest. And the honesty is that it sucks. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I was laughing when I saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, how, how like you've crashed like three cars, four cars. You broke a lady's arm, a pregnant lady's arm. You fled a scene. You've had like two to three DWIs how you've lost like the largest revenue streams from sponsorships for your legal problems how are you still doing this to yourself 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I laughed because I was just like, how? Like, how is this still happening? It's like, yeah, why is so, why isn't he actually serving time in prison at this point? Well, he's a celebrity and he's rich. I think also a big part of it is that because I, as far as from what I see from like just the community of the UFC and the and MMA, everybody is like, yo, <coughs> something's wrong. Like something's seriously wrong with him because at this point it's no longer like you're young and you're rich and famous and running wild and living a party life. It's no longer you're too, you're not old enough to realize you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. It's not, oh, you're too arrogant and like fresh in the game to not understand your place. It's that's, he did all three of those things. And now it's just, no, you're still doing this. And at this point, a lot of people are like, what if he has an actual drinking problem? What if he has an actual drug problem? What if he has actual substance abuse issues and he plays it off as just him partying? But in reality, this happened at 1 a.m. on like a Tuesday. Like this wasn't like him like overbending and he was by himself. He didn't have anybody with him. He was in a Jeep by himself at 1 a.m. with a unloaded with a gun that he fired in the air and a half empty bottle of tequila. That's not something you do when you're having fun with friends. That's something you do by yourself when something's weird. Something's off. He's also John Jones. He's also John Jones. And I think he's arrogant. I think he's a liar for sure. Um, And he has an ego, you know, and he plays it off, you know, acting all innocent when the cameras are on. But then he does this shit when he's not working. When he, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, true. uh, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's it's he's an addict. I think he just likes the partying lifestyle. But is whether or not that but, alone is an addiction. But is it partying when you're by yourself, doing coke and chugging tequila and shooting guns up, up in the air outside you know, of the car but he, at but, one in the morning but on again, a Wednesday? I mean, that, honestly, I think if you're that rich and famous, you could party any day, any time. Plus, it's like. Was he with a group of people? See, I need to know the backstory. Was he with anybody before then? Like, did he just go all of Monday or Tuesday just by himself, and he randomly at that hour decided to continue this lonely venture and start drinking with a pistol and or whatever it was he had? Um, like, I need to know backstory. You know, was yeah. there anything going? Was he with people that you know hours prior? Like, what's going on? Yeah, you know, I'd know. say it's an know. issue if I'd say it would be an issue and it might change my mind if like he went a day or two without partying, without not not going to any events <coughs> or anything. It's just him at home. And then he did something like that. Like then it's like, OK, I, I, I could change my outlook, but I have to know backstory. But until then, my, my thing is it's exactly that. He's rich. He's famous. That dude could party at any time of day any day no matter what day it is because he can true so i i love um i love the fact that the first comment i saw about this was dana white is going to be the first promoter to book a fight with a fighter with wearing an ankle monitor (laughs) 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 he'll have the fight at at jones's house because he can't he can't leave the fucking premises anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope... I hope... I'm tired of John Jones fucking up and risking his life and other people's lives. I think it's just... 
that's such a it's like don't get me wrong i've done a lot of stupid shit in my life but something that like i didn't gain percep perspective on until i got older was the impact of my choices and how they can impact others and i didn't realize that mm-hmm. until i think i was probably my mid-20s um john jones is like my age what is he 32 31 yeah he's oh, like, i didn't realize he was that young yeah he's around our age dude he won the belt at like what 22 i think Really, he's, he's he was in the his youngest ever tra- youngest ever champion. That's interesting. He's a fucking savage. Um, okay. A part of me wonders, like I think to to me, like do I love and want to protect John Jones? Fuck no, I want him to, to get every piece of guilty consequence his way. But I think a part of this is understanding, and like this kind of made me think as I sat on it, getting ready to talk to you tonight about it. It made me realize that like something's got to be. Something's something's not normal in his situation. Like something has to not be normal, whether it's some kind of personal demon that he can't shake, whether it's some kind of personal addiction that he can't shake or acknowledge something. Because, again, if he was like caught with like three strippers in the Jeep and they were all like two of them were passed out on ecstasy or something like I understand that that makes sense. But if it was like just straight up what it was by himself at 1 a.m. Like, I don't know. I just I just don't... That's not common is my point. Um, yeah, if he was leaving a party, sure. He wants to fire some shots in the air because he's feeling alive. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't seem... Something's just off. And I wonder what's going to come out um, the next few days... Uh, about this about like the backstory of this so because mm. he also accepted a plea deal pretty quickly which means he knows he's legally like on the edge of being formally in jail and his lawyer was like dude this is like strike two or three we can't save you much further past this we need to we need to save face immediately or you're gonna get fucked so we need to get going and john was like oh shit all right uh what will give me the least amount of punishment? It's like, if you plead guilty just to the DWI, well, I'll get a deal done. We can drop the other charges. You get the second strike uh, on on the books, and then strike three, you're done. And that's it, man. You just got to be good for probation one year, and then we'll see how you handle it going forward. For the love of God, stop fucking doing this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's that's probably how that conversation went. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's how I see it. So, um that's all that's all and my thoughts and end my side of the takedowns to breakdowns podcast for uh the first time in a month thanks to uh coronavirus mm. how about your ending your 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 farewell your your message to the end what is it what is yours let's go mikey <sighs> my message to everybody going through this the world Hmm. Just stay safe. Sanitize yourself. Stay away from people. Stay home if necessary. Yeah. And uh, if you have a cough that's lasting four plus weeks, it ain't just a cough. It's, it's allergies. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's allergies. <laughs> Constant allergies for a solid month. <coughs> uh, no, but on a serious note, I mean, you know... It, Besides, you know, everything that's going on in this crazy world nowadays, I mean, it's still cool that you and I could do this 
the way we've been doing it lately um, and still get something out there for people to listen to, you know, because I enjoy doing this, man. I like talking to you. I like so. talking to you too, man. Of the, you know what's funny? The first thing I thought of when it was like lockdown in the tri-state area, I was like, oh, that's fine. Mikey and I just, we don't see each other anyways in person, so this is fine. Like, it's not going to impact this. Yeah. And then I got sick and I was yeah. like, oh shit, I can't talk. Yeah. I'm coughing too much. So once you're <laughs> cleared of Corona, you know, we'll have to keep up with episodes again, man. We keep up with episodes. We got to meet up with Victor, go out to dinner, man. We got to like meet up and, and do something. Go to a yeah. park when it's nice out and just grill some burgers or something. Just something chill. We should do, do something, <laughs> should get man. get some Chinese. Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yes, dude. Let's do it. All right, man. All right. <laughs> it's good talking to you. Good seeing you again. Yeah. Till, uh, until next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace.